auditors. We are here. It's Monday. I have Jacqueline, fellow auditor Jacqueline Burke over there across from me. Good morning. We went to dinner last night. We had fun. It was a great time. We talked about a lot. Yeah. We didn't talk about horses much. (laughs) No, no, little horses. We actually sounded like old people sitting around (laughs) talking about our injuries and our health and uh, what else? Are we TV shows. TV shows. <laughs> yeah. We talked about limes. We talked about. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know Kayla movies. Was there, Kayla was there. That was fun. And Brooke uh, from Horse Holster was with us, and our neighbors were there. It was fun. We had a good time. It's always fun in the winter when all you guys come down and I get to visit. Yeah, I need to make this more permanent. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody comes in the summer. <laughs> you know, I used I used to come down for the month of August to ride with Jen and John, and it was hot. Oh, it's hot. Was, it wasn't as bad. I mean, it was about it the same as Maryland. Pennsylvania, where we were, yeah. too, but it's just humid. I mean, it's just the humidity's a thousand percent. Yeah. But I didn't think it's all that different from Maryland and Virginia. It gets humid there, too. Oh, yeah. it's awful. Yeah. Because yeah. you have all the water and stuff around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how far are you away from your mic? I can be closer. Yeah, Am I close? Inch, about, right, I'm right, back. About an inch. Okay, you're back. We were just talking about dinner last night and our old people conversation. Jacqueline's an old soul, actually. <laughs> I am definitely an old soul. You are. (laughs) Uh, Hello? Chad? Oh, her dad's there. (laughs) No, I said Chad. Oh, Chad. I thought your dad was there. Oh, let me see what my dogs are. Give me a second. Are there people listening to us right now? We're recording. We're not the live feed, isn't it? Oh, okay. But the auditors will listen to this. Okay. Hi, auditors. Yeah, they're listening. (laughs) Again. Again. And I'll show you how to put this on your phone so you can get the good stuff, too. We should record it, because then we could share it on the auditor feed. Or oh, on the auditor we'll do that page. after the show. I, de- I mean, I've shared it 50 times. but Yeah, well. You know, and every phone is different. See, that's the thing. It's hard to... Chad said he was leaving, and then he didn't leave. And I'm like, who's that walking around my house? <laughs> Are you ready now? Yes. All right. Get your shit together. It's hard to be me. It's so hard. All right, 10 seconds. Here we go. This is where I put her on mute because she always coughs or something. This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day. Horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 2nd, episode 2382, brought to you by Kevin Equine. Good morning, Horse World. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Gives me anxiety. I can't help it. <laughs> like bad news. What's the bad news? <laughs> it's Monday, so I got I got good news though, and we have a guest in the studio. We have Auditor Jacqueline Burke is here. Hi, Jacqueline. Good morning, everyone. 
Jacqueline's in town with her horses, playing around here in Ocala, doing some lessons and having some fun. So it's uh, fun. We had dinner last night, and she's over here today. You're actually right across the street from us, pretty much. Aside I could walk. Staying with Glenn, this sounds like the best vacation ever. <laughs> it's been a good week. I'm excited for week two. Oh my god, two weeks! Two Holy. weeks. You're in some good shape there. Well, she was supposed to go to a conference this week in Orlando, like a big conference, like three or 4,000 people, and it got canceled because of the coronavirus. So, And so I told my boss, I already paid for my trip, my horses to be here, so I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. So were you really upset it was canceled? Uh, I was looking forward to it for like the camaraderie of like meeting everybody. But, uh, you know, I love being in Florida and getting to focus on me and my horses has been a really good like kind of time for myself. So, well, we're going to talk to you in just a second because I want to learn a little bit more about you. Or do you mean to do that now, Glenn? No, we'll we'll do on today's show now. Get to Daily Winnie. So coming up on today's show, we have a brand new title sponsor. Yay! Uh, and we're going to be speaking to Cody today, who is from Kem and Equine, about what is Kem and Equine and why are they sponsoring the show? So we're happy about that. Some equestrian first world problems. We also have a 12-year-old show jumping phenomenon out of England by the name of Tabitha She's joining us. She has to get out of school, so we're hoping they let her out to talk to us. And then we have Leslie back. Leslie's coming back from Eventing Nation. We're going to talk a little bit about frangible pins and all that stuff in the eventing world. We have three eventers on the show today. And then the post show, Leslie's hanging around and Jacqueline's hanging around and Jamie's going to be here. So I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Uh, but that's going to be in the post show. When you for said the there's three today. eventers on the show, were you were you talking about me too? Yes, I include you okay. in that. You haven't officially retired yet. So I was like, I'm actually, I just entered a uh, schooling horse trial with Groot. So you're like still an inventor? Yay. I'm still an inventor. I didn't lie. See, I didn't lie about that. But it's time for Daily Winnie's. All right, so I'm giving the happy birthday shout out to my fellow auditor. So happy birthday to Kate Thompson, Leslie Knight, and Jacqueline Peragato Prabula. Sorry if I botched oh your God. name. <laughs> it's Kat and Jacqueline Perdiago Prabula. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> I don't know she spells her name like me, so I already like her. Yeah, that, it is different. You don't see a lot of Jacqueline spelled that way. No, it's very easy. Simple. J-A-C-L-Y-N. <laughs> Let's I not complicate it. That. I mean, seriously. <laughs> and speaking of that tiny little baby Winnie, Glenn, I... I did something over the weekend. It was so exciting. Okay, Jacqueline, um, if you remember baby Zara, she was born. I bred her. And uh, several months ago, I had Abby was in town. Abby is my like student and slash nanny that still lives in Arizona. And she came out and we did the first ride on Zara. And I put her on and just kind of led her around. And it was kind of Zara's first backing experience, but she, she's still so, she was still so young looking. Well, I had the vet out to assess her and she's like, I think she's okay to start being ridden. And so I, for the first time ever rode my baby over the weekend. And where's the gasps and the, Oh my God, that's so great. Congratulations. <laughs> she can't see my face. No, I have so many questions. She does have a lot of questions. I can okay. see it in her face. Give me a question then. Was she behaved? Okay. Here's the thing. I I got on her and and she just stood there. 
Like, no big deal. And so my friend Larissa was in the middle of the round pen and I had her lead me around for a second. And then I was like, unclip the lead rope. And she unclipped the lead rope and she walked back to the center of the round pen and Zara stopped. (laughs) And I was like, come on, let's go. Come on. She is a chestnut mare, right? She, she is. And she just stood there, Jacqueline. She sounds really impressive. What do I do? And so I'm like, uh, Larissa, can you just like hold up the line? Like you're kind of slapping on your leg and see if you like you're lunging her with me on her. I'm the, the see as a person who rides horses, the ones that stop and don't move are the scariest ones, right? Because you don't know what they're gonna do. Not this case. She literally just stood there. Hello, I'm going to go to sleep. It wasn't like I was waiting for the next like thing to happen. She just did not care. She would just rather stand still and rather have you love her and rather be better and tell her she's super pretty and be a part of her life and, you know, paint her toenails and put some mascara on her. Like that is what she she wants to be a pageant queen. She is a pageant queen. Exactly. And she would rather stand right next to you. If you're in the whole 20 acres, she will f- walk her way up to you and just. <sighs> I want to buy this horse. Sounds I know. Like the kind of I'm horse like, I wait, can you just send her to me in Maryland? I'll take her. She'll just breathe in your nose. Like that's all she wants to do is just breathe in your Can we just breathe together? I love you so much. I want to be your best friend. Oh, can you braid my hair? Cause that would be great. Oh my God. I love it when you grew me. It's so fun. Can you put some sparkly stuff on my coat? Oh my God. I love glitter. Uh, like that is okay. this horse. I have my finger on the, that girl button. No, don't need it. No, she just freaking stood No, there. she was good. She didn't get bucked off. Jeez. I don't have a good girl button. I only have a that girl button. I have a that girl button because I was like, how do I get her to move? <laughs> so Did you what end is... up leading her around? So yeah, I had her stand in the middle and act like she was lunging. And I got her around like a couple laps at a very, very slow walk. Very <laughs> slow walk. And I got off and I was like, okay, we need to work on voice commands. We'll do that next time. All right. <laughs> not an endurance rider, this horse. <laughs> um, she's just not a not a forward mover. But again, it's not like that kind of balky where you're like, oh my god, they're gonna uh, they're gonna freak yeah, they're out. They're gonna go second. straight up. <laughs> yeah, over and backwards. No, it wasn't that. She like cocked her leg and like fell asleep. I'm like, come up, move up, get, let's get up, get up. <laughs> Nothing. And I'm not gonna like. But that's where people put like a whip or spurs or do something. I'm like, no, she's just a baby. We'll go back to voice commands. But I sat on her for the first time. And it was funny because even Lucas came out and watched. Mom, good job riding baby Zara. <laughs> do you have Why a video of you this? Move. Yeah, of course I have video. Perfect. Like literally she's standing still. It's not that exciting. <laughs> you can see me going, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's move. The test will be time number two. To see if yeah. she does the same thing, uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be exciting. I hopefully will do that um, today. Now, Jacqueline, you have a baby. How old's your the young one? Uh, so typically, I get my horses off the track at three, coming four. Um, so right now, I have a four coming five year old. That's my youngest, and that one's not, not always been perfect. Oh, you're you're speaking of Buzz. <laughs> Buzz is six this year. He is six going on three. Uh, he has bought himself a trip to the cowboy last summer because he would like to stop and spin in the middle of a field over Ooh. nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, you're a venter, right? So this was this was not. Yeah. So he's definitely a lover. Um, I think he actually is very submissive and wants a person. But, you know, 
Jamie, you talk about this with Monty all the time, that horses' instincts are to run away from something. So when he doesn't understand something, his initial reaction is just to bolt and run away, which, you know, if he was a wild horse, he'd be great. He would live forever. Safe. Yeah, he's safe. So we're just trying to kind of re-teach him, you know, that the reaction doesn't need to be immediate flight. Um, But yeah, it's a work in progress. Uh, He's really, really cool. So I'm hoping that with some patience and time, he will turn into quite a fancy star. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, it's definitely, um, especially when you want to take them out to a cross-country course, if they're if if you're worried about them taking off and running away, you can't relax, which means they can't relax, which means you can't have a successful ride if you're waiting for something to happen. You know, that sucks. Yeah, one thing I, I've been... So I took him out cross-country schooling last Wednesday, and he was by himself. He was actually really, really good. And, you know, we just wandered around, and I let them graze by the jumps and, you know, graze by the ditches and the banks and the water because they just need to take a breath, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then when we do present them to something, you know, they're very confident about it. And, you know, he was fantastic. So hopefully that trend continues. Good, good. Well, Jacqueline, is uh, you're in event. Where do you live? Uh, I live outside of Washington, D.C. in Damascus, Maryland. Okay. Is that pretty pretty hardcore eventing country up there? <laughs> I would say yes. Uh, I think we have 14 events within an hour driving distance of us. Gosh. Jamie's going. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, how lovely. How lovely that would be. I mean, That's fantastic. it's great. Like, I will say, like, I can go to an event, do dressage cross country and show jumping before noon, go home, and my husband and I can go to a winery in the afternoon. Don't tell anyone, but it's a great life. <laughs> <laughs> that does not suck. Yeah. And then you've got the ability to head down to Florida when you're just losing your mind from all the weather and but snow now, and stuff. What she's, what she's not talking about is the traffic every other time. It's a nightmare. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. So I, I so do... I do the have events a, are actually only two miles away, but it takes her an hour to get there. Exactly. Everything's either 20 minutes or an hour yeah. everywhere you go. So, but I do work a corporate job as well, uh, as Glenn alluded to. So my office is about 30 miles. So I try and leave after 10 if I have to go in or like before two in the afternoon, because it can take you two hours to get home. Uh, so, you know, it's crazy. So where's your horse? So we own a farm. We have about 25 acres. Oh. Yeah. At you the just farm. bought that, didn't you? Yes. It's called Hablin Hills Equestrian Center. You posted pictures. I remember when you bought it on uh, on, our, on the auditor page. And, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I, ta- I came on the show yeah. and talked about the farm yeah. a little bit. So. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. How's that going? It's great. We have the barn is full. Um, I have a lovely. No kidding. Is that a big surprise? <laughs> you know, I didn't even advertise it. Just everyone showed up. It was great. Uh, I have a lovely group of mostly adult amateurs, and I do have a young rider as well. Uh, everybody competes, so it's a really fun group. I would say it's a very much like a family environment. And one thing I'm really proud of is that all the girls are really focused on horsemanship. So, you know, while we all are there to ride and compete and have a good time, the amount of time and care they put into the the day-to-day care and conditioning of the horses is, I think, something that's lacking in the industry. But I will say I've been really happy with the dedication my girls have put in. I gotta- so when you say, sorry, Glenn, when you say your yeah. girls, are you a professional out at this place? Or are you just the owner or are you the instructor, the trainer? What what the, do you do? The owner and trainer. So I've competed through the uh, FEI, now I think three-star long. So I had an FEI horse Woo! for a few years. And then, uh, yeah. 
And so, you know, hoping to get my crew, one of them up to the advanced level. So, but I teach everybody there. Um, and then typically, you know, have some young horses and some sales horses as well. So we were talking last night at dinner. We all went out to dinner. Kayla was there. And by the way, if you didn't catch Kayla's sales and breeding show, it's getting good reviews from last week. So it was great. Last Thursday. Take a listen to that. But we were there and you said something and I wanted to bring this up with Jamie. You said you've been listening since day one. I mean, since pretty much the show started 10 years ago. Um, So you've heard the whole Monty Roberts transition from Jamie going and doing all of that. And you said something interesting last night. You said it's definitely made you think about horsemanship a little bit differently listening to the show and to the discussion about Monty and his methods. Yeah, it's kind of back to that horse I was just talking about. So, you know, I think for me specifically is really focusing on what is the horse thinking about? How is the horse viewing the situation and thinking about my reaction before I react, right? So kind of like that emotional intelligence piece, bringing that into you know, how is the horse viewing this and and what can I do to be better so that they understand? And that's kind of, you know, with this, this one is a little um, tricky, you know, is thinking outside of the box of how I make him confident and, and doing all that. So it's, I will say, Jamie, you know, I've loved your story. You've inspired me to be better, um, not just in the saddle, but also outside of the saddle. So I appreciate you and Monty and, and the stories you guys bring to the show. Oh my gosh. Coming from somebody with your, uh, background and i've i mean my whole life i've wanted to complete a long format oh my god you're a total badass thank you that was very nice of you to say um so what does this horse do what sets him off now i want to just pick your brain about horses (laughs) so it's kind of it's a it's a few different things you know um obviously with cross country they have to jump ditches and water and banks He's done it at ditches. He's done it at banks. Um, but he's also done it in the middle of a field. So one thing I can say, so, he, you know, he was... By fought, it, what do you mean? He'll just be cantering a field and decide to stand up and spin the other way. <laughs> do you yeah. hang on at that moment? or you've, Yes, you know, I... Okay. Knock on wood, I have not come off of him, but it is it is a show if anyone wants some real entertainment. But you can't, you know, I think there's some professionals who in that moment are like, you have to get after him. And if you get after him, he gets very angry and he, you know, he wants to kind of fight back almost like a stallion. So, um, you know, I one thing I will say, and horses don't inherently want to be bad, is my opinion. So... You know, he evented last spring and was super good. He basically went out, you know, got ribbons everywhere. And then the ground got really hard in uh, on the East Coast last year. And that was really when he kind of started to be bad. So taking a step back and looking at it, I think there are some other issues going on. So we addressed his feet and we also scoped him for ulcers. I know, shocking. He did have ulcers. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course they do. Yeah, of course. So, you know... I will say he's totally made a a difference. My farrier, Daniel Watson, is fantastic. We have, you know, some shoeing changes on him. And so he's down here kind of retraining. But I think with ones that are small and jump really big at a young age, when they start landing on hard ground, it hurts them. So Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, going back and, and looking at it now, six months later, I think he really was more just concerned that it was painful. So now we have I to. I mean, and here's the thing is you think about all the things people said, you come on, whip his ass, get him moving, you know, and then what is that going to do? Break the complete, any, any trust that horse had in you 
ever again. See, that's so fantastic that you looked back at it and you're like, hey, let's let's connect the dots here. And Pete, we laugh about ulcers, but like legit, it's a big problem. Let's just be honest. Absolutely. So he... Go ahead. That's awesome. No, I'm just really <laughs> proud of you for for sitting back and looking at it and not doing what a traditional trainer would have told you to do, which is, I had a horse. I took it for a lesson here in Oklahoma. And she was like, I'm glad I don't know you better. I'd get the freaking whip out and come out here. And I was like, well, it's a good thing you didn't because if you got the freaking whip out, I'm going to get in the freaking trailer. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I don't do. think you know me. <laughs> I carry a stick, but I, you know, I just hold it on his shoulder, more on the shoulder he wants to run away from me. If I hit him with it, it's, it's that's not going to accomplish anything. So it no, just makes it worse. Right. You have to, you have to, uh, each, and each horse has a difference too, you know? So that's fantastic. I'm, I'm glad that you are. I, all of us need to do that. Horses don't want to be bad. And they don't, they, they, horses are energy conservers. They legit don't want to do anything that makes them work any harder than they have to. So if they're exhibiting something that is creating their bodies, to is like there a difference between energy. bad and naughty though? Because I'm convinced Scooter wants to be naughty. Uh, well, I, I think he's like <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. Like he literally is like the sweetest thing ever. And then all of a sudden he'll go into kind of that mischievous. Let's use that word. Yes. Let's, they want to be. And on that and on, on uh, discussing things like that, we have to change gears a little bit. We'll come back to Jacqueline a little bit later. I'll finish this story to bit. Yes, we'll, we'll finish it. it later. And we're going to be talking for the auditors post show. We'll have Leslie. We'll all hang around and talk. Uh, but we have to get to our brand new title sponsor. And that we're going to be speaking to Cody Swan. Cody Swan leads the equine business at Kemen Equine. Kemen Equine offers uh, novel nutritional ingredients for feeds and supplements that help promote health and well-being by combating leaky gut and the negative impacts of stress on your horse. Cody grew up in the quarter horse industry, calf roping and team roping, and continues to compete today alongside his wife and three children. And we are g- welcome them to the show as our brand new title sponsor for Mondays. Woo-hoo! All right, cut there. Do you need me for this interview, or are you guys just going to geek out? Well, I jump in. You know what I know about this just topic. Got, is. I, I've, I've got people that are coming, and I have to hand the carpet samples off and all that stuff, So, but I can just make them wait. Well, I would Whatever. say if you're going to do it, do it now. Although, Before yeah, life. why don't you hang out for this? Okay. They are sponsors. So. Are we going to play a song? And then we got a question first. But maybe I'll leave for Tabitha if that's okay. Okay, yep. All right, so let's call him. Because Jacqueline, that was awesome talk, man. I loved it. You can come to my farm anytime, Jamie. We need to have you come to a clinic. Love it. For you real, have a round pen? I have, have a, a round, round pen. pen. Yay, see, she has a round pen. You're good. Is it covered? It is not covered, but oh, we have covered. an indoor. Now you're with a prima donna. A, with a viewing <laughs> room. It's heated and air conditioned. Right, That's I'm, right. We talked about I'm that. Call, yeah. I'm calling. I don't need a covered round pen. I just somewhere to go in case it rains. <laughs> we have it. It's fine. Oh my god! Let's go. Let's figure it out. All right, we're dialing. Where's Cody? Hey, Cody. It's Glenn and Jamie with uh, Horses in the Morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. We are we are live, good. but we're going to be taking this part out of the recording. I just wanted to okay. a couple of things before we get started. If we lose you, we'll call yeah. you back. Okay. And. Uh, it is recorded, so if most people listen recorded. We can, so if we have to, we can start and stop and take something out if if you don't like it. 
Um, okay. All right. Uh, and we're just yep. going to welcome you as the new title sponsor, talk a little bit about the company, because I don't think a lot of our listeners have heard of Kemen before. Um, I'm sure not. Yeah, and then we'll talk about what products you do and, and what you guys do. So basically a conversation. Uh, okay. And this is the first time we're mentioning it as the new title sponsor. So we're glad you could be here to kind of bring it in. And then over the next several weeks, we'll, we'll really introduce the products a little more and, you know, get a little more in sure. depth. So this is meant to be more of the 5,000 foot uh, chat. Perfect. All right. Good. And I've already yep. introduced you. So I'm just going to say hi and we'll get started. All okay. right. Here we go. Counting back in in three, two, one. Well, Cody is with us, as I said, from Kevin Equine. Hi, Cody. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, all. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. We really want to welcome you guys as a new title sponsor for Mondays. We appreciate your support, and we're looking forward to learning a lot more about your company. I got to be honest, and I, I think this is probably true for most of our audience. When you, when you guys reached out to us, I didn't had never heard of Kemen Equine, um, and I think that's probably true for a lot of our audience. So, tell us about Kemen. Who is Kemen? What do you guys do? You know, a little bit about the company history. Sure, absolutely. So, <clears throat> Kemen was. Um, founded in 1961. So, you know, we're running up on about 60 years of being in business. And so the company was really founded on the uh, animal nutrition side. And so we manufacture and provide novel ingredient solutions to several different industries. We started on the animal nutrition side over the course of the past 60 years. That's evolved into the human health segment, the, um, the human foods industry, the pet food industry, the crop sciences industry, and, and a few more. And so Kim and Equine is actually the, uh, the latest venture. We started about three years ago. And so we've been able to take a lot of that science and technology and innovation from those other industries and other species within the animal industry and really bring value to the equine industry. And so that is our, that is our, you will never see our, our product on a shelf, but we are the, uh, a lot of times we're the science and innovation behind that. And we are just bringing that value to the equine industry. So supplement companies, feed companies, things like that come to you for ingredients for their products? Yes, sir. That's exactly right. Okay. So we would provide those ingredients to different equine feed manufacturers and supplement manufacturers. And you guys really have a specialty. And I watched uh, a couple of videos and I was, uh, I was bouncing around your website. Uh, leaky gut is something I hear a lot about. Is that an area that you're, you're doing a lot of research in? It is. Yes, you're, you're spot on. We, uh, we, you know, over the past several years in the production animal species, gut health has been such a, such a huge focus. Um, Kimmen has decided to take that a step further. In this case, Kim and Equine has decided to take that a step further in that we, we really dive a little bit deeper on what are the parts of the gut that we can impact uh, on the horse. There's no silver bullet out there to improve gut health. You'll see a lot of different gut health products. But really what we do is how do we improve the integrity of the, of the gut of that animal? And then in turn, um, how do we, how does that impact the overall health and immune system and well-being of that horse? And it does in so many ways, doesn't it? It absolutely does. There's so like a laundry list is, of ways you know, it helps. <laughs> it, yeah. Right. It yeah. is. Leaky gut's just, it's kind of a new buzzword and it, you probably hear it more on the human side. 
And we just noticed when we launched the business, okay, we can really have value here because we have products that can impact those areas. And so you'll see, you know, we've, we've really done a lot of education over the last two years on leaky gut in horses and, and what are the symptoms of that and, and what is, you know, by, by addressing leaky gut, what are the expectations that you can have in order to improve your horse's well-being? You have an excellent video, and I'm going to encourage everybody to go there at Kemin, which is K-E-M-I-N dot com slash leaky gut, com slash leaky gut. There's an excellent video. There's all kinds of information there. Uh, it's just educational, so that's what's on the page. Uh, and I just encourage all our listeners to go there and take a look at it. It was very informative, and, and it even is simple to understand for horse husbands like me. So uh, it wasn't way over my head. So if it's not way over my head, it's not way over anybody's head, Cody. Uh, so right, good job there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're gonna over the next couple of months. We're gonna be learning a lot more about what you guys do. A lot more about the nutritional ingredients. Talking a lot more about leaky gut and what's all involved there. I, you know, and, and I know you have a hard stop here soon too. But what what do you want to leave people with before we start learning more? Sure. Yeah. Good question. So, um, really our, you know, Kimmon has a, has a breadth of products in their portfolio to address certain issues. And again, that's, you know, over 60 years of work really in the Kimmon equine space, what we're focusing on again is this leaky gut and really educating the consumer about it. And so, you know, anytime your horse is stressed out, which, you know, a lot of times when is a horse not stressed out, right? Whether that be feed changes, whether that be trailering, um, training and so on, right? The list goes on and on. Um, anytime your horse is stressed out, they, they, they're susceptible to a leak in their gut. And so there's little cells that line, line the gut. And whenever stress occurs, a lot of times those cells decide to spread apart. So if you think like chick, like uh, the candies on a candy necklace, right? When you expand that necklace, those little candies separate, that would be very similar to what your gut would do. And that gut is meant to, number one, uh, you know, be absorptive and absorb good nutrients and also be a barrier. Okay. And so if we compromise that, there's a lot of different issues that can occur. So again, to your point, Glenn, uh, go to the website, check out the video of Leaky Gut. I hope it's very informative. It has been, you know, to your point, it's, it, it has been thus far and I hope it is. And, um, and Kim is just there, you know, to, to provide a number of different ingredients that help with that. Very good. And Cody, you're in the quarter horse world. You're calf roper and team roper? Yes, sir. Yeah, I do. I have three boys now. And so it gets a little bit harder. Uh, priorities shift a little bit. But yes, I, so I grew up team roping and calf roping. I still do team roping. Um, and, and my wife and, and boys are still involved in the, uh, in the kind of the rodeo rope and barrel horse industry as well. And, uh, and yet, so yeah, I have, you know, I'm just like anybody else on the podcast. I'm also a horse owner. So I'm looking at different ways to, to, uh, you know, keep our horses healthier and in top shape and, and top performing. Do you standards. see certain, uh, horses in different disciplines needing, like take leaky gut. Do you see that more in the English world or in jumpers or in the roping and team roping kind of sports? Yeah, good question. So I'll kind of revert back to my point of, of any time there's stress involved. And so obviously if you get into some of those different disciplines, the stress is much more. And so that, so essentially that leak 
can be much more. Um, and, and we always think of, you know, what are the high, highest stress situations? And that would be, you know, really those performance horses and all those disciplines that you mentioned. But really, there's no horse that's immune to having a having a leak of some sort when a stress occurs. And so really, to this point, Jamie, it's it's been across all industries. And since we've, you know, launched our products a couple of years ago, and, and kind of launched the education of leaky gut, we've really had some phenomenal impacts. And that's when it's, you know, great to serve the industry. We've really had some phenomenal impacts on a lot of these horses who have developed challenges and people think they're symptoms, but really we're trying to treat the root cause of that. Well, we we really appreciate you guys joining us. We're looking forward to learning more about it in the weeks to come. Cody, thank you so much for, for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Again, Thanks, it's com slash leaky gut. And there'll be links in the show notes. And there's also a post on our Facebook page as well. Thanks, Cody. Thank you. Hey, Cody, real quick. Is it now yeah. I've heard it said three different ways, like today. It's Kemen, Kimen, or Kemen. It is Kemen. So the way to remember that I always, you know, I always say at first, whenever somebody's first introduced to Kimmon, they, you know, they always say what? And I say Kimmon and then spell it out. But a good way to remember that, our initial name was Chemical Industries. Mm. And so it's just combining those two words. Chem- and so Chem- we, they changed it to Kimmon long ago. And so, uh, but that's, I always think in my mind, that's a good way to remember the pronunciation. See, of it. now we know. I'm glad that's I asked. Kemen. <laughs> yeah, good question. All right. Thanks, Cody from Kimmon. We appreciate it. Thanks, Cody. You bet. Thank Bye. you. Wouldn't you expect somebody named Cody to be involved in horses? They yes. just have to be. Yeah, you'd have to be. And you have to be from Texas, too. That's required. Yeah. Yeah. And and have some kids team roping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My name's Cody. My kids team rope. I did not hear an accent, though, and I'm a little disappointed. I feel like a Cody that <laughs> cap ropes needs to talk like he's a little Texas. Yeah, he could be from Oklahoma or any place, I guess, right? But you always oh, revert to Texas. Worse. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> of course, there's team rappers here in Florida, so who knows? That's who knows? True. I actually don't know where he's from. Um, so you want to do a little question first world problems before we get to our 12 year old superstar? I think we should. You Let do. me make sure right. there's no, uh, new ones. Okay. Jacqueline, any question first world problems you want to start with? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So my equestrian first world problem is that I need a new trailer and there is like 17 trailer dealerships within three miles <laughs> of like here, <laughs> but I don't have a big enough truck to get a new horse trailer yet. We have a lot oh, of truck dealers God. too. <laughs> we, we, we I do. bet there's some dealerships. Yeah. It's definitely a equestrian first So now problem. you're looking at 120000 for your truck and trailer. Don't tell my husband. <laughs> Trucks Lord. are damn expensive you're- now. Oh, it's crazy. The one just, tons? I mean, you're looking at sixty, seventy thousand for a truck. It's do you want to know what we did? I mean, for our one ton? Go. Because there was no way we were going to be able to afford it. Seventy thousand a mortgage payment for your truck. <laughs> every spring there is a lot of hail in Texas. And we bought our truck hail damaged in Texas. Did it still have all the little care. bumps, the little dents? Yeah, it's got yeah. little bumps all over <laughs> what it. What was the care. discount you got on that then? Yeah. Like 
like $20,000 off. Perfect. I'm the, going to Texas. <laughs> yeah. Look, just look online. We, I mean, it was like $20,000 off. And because the, the, there was a couple dents in it, and but it's a bad, we love it. And I don't give it, you know what? If there's hail damage and dents, that's less pressure for me. That's as true. Then <laughs> you can, that. you know, make a few little bumps, scratches. No one's going to notice. We saw Jamie's last car. <laughs> Did you see mine? I mean, it's sitting outside right now. It has little scrapes. I've- I noticed that the front fender thing is completely hanging down to the ground. Yeah, it gives it style. <laughs> If you don't have bailing twine or duct tape on it, Glenn, I, it's not a first girl's car. I also, if you go to the back, you can see where I got stuck a few times and the gooseneck hit the back window oh, on both sides. Oh. I breasted out the window of a back of a short bed truck because of my, yeah, because I cut it, cut it too short. Yeah, yeah, anyway, we don't have to talk about that. First of all, problem is you need a new truck and trailer, Yeah, um, but there's too many to shop for around. All right, so Angie sent this one in, and she she this has been an ongoing saga with Angie. She says the weather is perfect, but my saddle is still with the saddle fitter. Uh, Kayla, remember if you have a first uh, equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. That's just the way that we're living right now. Kayla says my new barn has a super. Uh, sorry. I have to pay more attention. My new barn has been super welcoming and is an amazing community. But now I have to learn 30 plus horse names and 30 plus riders names. So it's like 60 people's names that I have to learn. And I'm terrible with names. (laughs) I get it. Um, when I used to board at a place that had so many kids, my, I didn't realize I did this, but my mom came to visit and here's your, here's your advice, Kayla. Uh, the kids thought it was so funny that I never called them by their name. And I always gave them nicknames like, what's up, Spanky? You know, what's up, fruitcake? You just make something up and call them a different name every single time. And then you'll be fine. Uh, Does your husband know any of the boarders names, Kayla? Or I mean, uh, Jacqueline, does your... Oh, yeah. He knows everyone. Oh, okay. Just checking. Yeah, right. he's, yeah. he actually likes to be social. Oh, wow. Do you know, yeah. I, my, my husband knows everybody, too. Uh, he just has one problem. He cannot tell Drax and Groot apart. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't look anything alike, babe. They're both brown. <laughs> and they both have a star on their forehead. One has a long, luxurious forelock. One has a normal forelock. Why didn't, they don't look alike at all. Yes, they do. He I'll can't tell, tell you me. why I've not graduated to being a horse person is I can remember the people's names, but not the horse's names. So that, oh, I yeah. can do horses, not people. Yeah, see? That makes you a horse person. Yeah. Oh, horses. Sorry, Jamie, I actually we interrupted. was on no. Zara yesterday, and I'm like, oh my God, get the video of this. And he's like, why? <laughs> like, I'm riding Zara for the first time. He was like, oh my God, that's Zara? What? <laughs> Thanks, babe. I love him. <laughs> Uh, Mari- Marielle says it's so nice and warm out that all the snow is melting except for her Gelding thinks it's okay to lay in the poop pile instead of the snow and now he smells but she can't get him a bath because it's not warm enough yet and oh my god the struggle <laughs> uh, Casey says the Illinois horse fair is this is coming this weekend but she doesn't get paid until the 10th that is I mean take out guess what credit cards are for right don't listen to that don't listen to me <laughs> don't listen um, to Jamie when it comes to money <laughs> Sharon has a really sad one um, because it's her HR and mug got back.
badly chipped in the dishwasher and she can't find the website to order replacements. Well, I, actually, you can't. That's true because there is no website to order replacement for the mugs. They are not on the website. They are not on hrnstore.com. But uh, if you drop me a note, I will be happy to send you out because she's an auditor. I'll be happy to send her out a new mug to replace the old one. That's send the only way you get the what mug. The hell? It's the only way you get the mug. You can't buy them. You have to be I want an auditor. Mine, like, but I want a big one. Like, Debbie sent me a horsemanship radio. And it's like one of those like, big Oh, it's, it's huge. It. Theirs are enormous. <laughs> it's like, okay, so well, you can fit like too. 20 ounces of coffee? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the good kind. Uh, the, uh, that's small, regular size mugs, just a waste of time. <laughs> can I just say uh, something real quick? Yeah. Yeah. My, Do you what, have a mug? No, I don't have I'll a mug. I'll have to give you one before uh, you I need a mug. Okay. But the best Christmas present I got this year was a mug from one of my students and it has a unicorn on like a stripper pole and it says other trainers and then it has and you. So I'm the <laughs> awesome unicorn. It's the best mug ever. I, I have to take I, a picture. I got my veterinarian that one. Yes. So you know what I'm mug. talking about. Is it not yeah. the best? It's the best. I mean, it just says it all. When I'm having a rough morning, that's just what I grab and then I it changes my day. Uh, Haley says that she was so excited to find Jamie Jennings on Instagram, but then I noticed she hasn't posted since 2017. I didn't even know you had an. Well, obviously you don't. <laughs> really, <laughs> I, I I forgot I did. But the problem I just remember it was such a pain, like to upload all these pictures like one at a time and I, filters and all this. I don't know. I just want to dump all the pictures in Facebook because I make a freaking family photo album on Shutterfly out of them at the end of the year. And I just, those are the good ones. Um, Emily says, I'm going to the Dutch Wormblood annual meeting this week, which is so exciting. But that means I'm going to be around for my horses for three old days. Oh, my God. The drama. <sighs> okay. Uh, Matt Did says, you notice I went the, to the one thing that's not getting canceled conference-wise is horse events? <laughs> we feel like we're immune. We live in a bubble. Everybody else is canceling. But horse people, they're like, ah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt says that he went to the horse, uh, an event that wasn't canceled, the Horse Expo, on Saturday, and I did not find any new cowboy boots that I liked. So I had to order a pair. But now I have to wait for them to come in. Okay, so I have tried for years to buy cowboy boots. For years. They are the most uncomfortable things. And everybody says, oh, they break in and they're comfortable. I, I'm not believing it. You need to pull your socks up a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> it's the foot part that's not good. I think you're supposed to like oil them, right? I don't know. I couldn't get past the trying them on part. To be fair, I have a pair of cowboy boots yeah. and they've never been worn. They're in the box in the closet <laughs> for that reason. There you go. I have a pair of cowboy boots and we I are wear soulmates, them when you I'm, and I. <laughs> like when I'm getting Western Sorry, Jen. dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> um Carrie says, I got a new phone, and with the day of having it, I dropped it on my ankle while walking. And now I have a big bruise, and it goes exactly right where my stirrup leather is when I ride. Her phone <laughs> made a bruise? Is that what she said? Yeah, she dropped it on her ankle, and it's like right wow. where the stirrup How leather big's is. her phone? <laughs> right? Like 12 I'm pounds? Confused. She's got a suitcase phone. <laughs> Um, let's see a couple more. Let's see. Oh, this one's great. Susan sent this one. I have a very, very cute seven-year-old lesson rider who rides my Shetland pony every week. This is the worst. But her parents won't let me post any videos or pictures of her. <laughs> Damn parents trying to keep cybersecurity away from their child. But you know what? If you post them in the auditor room. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> 
Um, Richard I cannot says, condone posting child's pictures without permission of the parents. So I'm I just can't. throwing that well, in there. Just, just for legal you. reasons, I threw that in there. <laughs> Richard says... <laughs> Can I also I throw in there, I cannot condone anything that Jamie says ever on the show for legal reasons. I need, to, <laughs> I need to put a disclaimer at the end of every episode, actually. You should post it on the website. I should, yeah, post it on the website. All things said by Jamie Jennings are not <laughs> directly related to the Horse Radio Network. It's like one of those things. Okay, fine, I don't care. Richard says, and this is the last one, and then you can just like deal with whatever you have to deal with because I'm out of here. Um, Richard says, I went to ride my baby girl. Richard has a horse and he loves her. Okay. This is an auditor. Remember if you do want to submit these, I put a post in the auditor room every Sunday night, depending on the time I I remember to do it. Um, And then uh, you get to post your first world problems. But if you're not an auditor, Glenn, how do they become an auditor? It's very simple. You simply go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right side of the page, and you'll see the auditor banner. Click on it, and it's easy to do, and it comes automatically out of your account every month. Right, Jacqueline? Every month. Yeah, I think it came out yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. First of the month. Thank you to all the it's auditors. It's like hundreds of dollars a month. Yeah, hundreds. Jacqueline pays a lot. She's like the our highest contributor. She pays like $300 a month. For, uh, four fifty. Four fifty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I get extra you perks, like sitting here. Yeah, that's right. She gets to come over and see me. I get to pay to be on the show. That's right. <laughs> it's that what whole paid friend do. thing, right, Jamie? <laughs> Pretty much what I do, right? So, um, yeah, exactly. Glenn. No, by the way, it's three dollars a month. So yes, as, l- yeah, as little as three dollars a month. That's correct. Yeah. All right, we're uh, gonna call our next. I guest. have one more. I'm not done oh, with oh, Richards. So sorry. He's he has a, a horse that he loves, a little Arabian um, mare, and he said, "I went to ride my baby girl on Sunday, but she got her first round of yearly shots, and her neck was sore, so I had to ride my trainer's national award-winning stallion." <laughs> that <laughs> that sounds really rough. It's a tough life there, Richard. It's really tough. <laughs> yeah. Tough. Poor guy. Uh, all right, we're going to give our call to our next guest. We have Tabitha Kyle coming up from England. Okay, I have to go give carpet samples to the carpet guy. And so I'm going to let you and Jacqueline take over this. Cool? Okay, are you coming back? I will be right back. Okay. I'm just I'm just mad you insulted me. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this girl care. looks really cool. I'm excited to talk to her. Yes, she's okay. 12 years old. She's we're done- testing you out for uh, being my co-host when Glenn is sick. So you let me know. Okay. <laughs> So she, her name is Jacqueline Kaya, or Tabitha Kyle. <laughs> she got all my people mixed up today. And she she had a video that I think everybody's seen. It's a video of her jumping this jump, this oxer, and uh, it's on this amazingly big horse. And she's tiny because she's like 12. And it got 1.6 million views because the horse took off a little early into this and ends up jumping about 20 feet. I mean, it's a little t- early is an understatement. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible thing. Didn't knock a rail either. Uh, and there are tons of videos on her Facebook page, and she is just a phenomenon. And we're hoping that she got out of school because she had to get out of school to do this. So we're hoping that she was able to talk the teacher into letting her talk to us. So uh, Jennifer's pretty good about saying, you're going on the number one podcast in the world for horses. Tell them that. See if that works. She seems really cool, so I'm yeah. I'm going to guess she's going to come. Well, let's see. Let's try and get Tabitha on here. I'm calling her in England. So we'll hope she... Hello. Hello, Tabitha. Are you there? Yes. Hi, it's Glenn and Jacqueline from Horses in the Morning. How are you? Uh-huh. Hi, good, thank you. Uh, good, I'm glad you got off of school to do this. Did they, they, did they give you any trouble? No. Oh, good. 
Well, you're live on the air with us now. Thank you for joining us. Jeez, girl, I, I was watching some of your videos, and of course, the one that made you go so popular that now has 1.6 million views. You're a heck of a jumper. Oh, yeah, that was an exciting day. I bet. <laughs> Were you watching the numbers go up on your video when it was put out? Yeah, it was really cool because I've never been that popular on social media before. Well, you are now. Uh, and you have your own Facebook page. You're 12 years old, right? Are you 12 or 13? I'm 12. I'm turning 13 in July. In July. How long have you been jumping? Um, since I could walk, really. I, I grew up riding with both my parents, um, eventing before I was born. And yeah, I just kind of grew into it. And you're still an eventer, or are you strictly doing jumping now? I'm just doing jumping now. My dad was an Olympic rider, um, and he went to the Olympics three times. Tell everybody who your dad is. Pardon? Tell everybody who your dad is. What's his name? Um, My dad's Mark Kyle, and he rode for Ireland in the eventing. He sure did. We've covered your dad in the past. So, now... Did you have you always been into the horses? Is this something you've you've just kept doing because you love it? Yeah, I grew up loving the horses, and I did start off venting, but then I went into the show jumping. I, I really enjoyed it. I've seen pictures and I've seen things of you on ponies, and, but now you've graduated to some really large horses. You look tiny sitting up there. <laughs> yeah, I'm still on ponies also. I go on to pony shows. Do you? Uh, Every weekend, yeah. I have a question, Tabitha. So I've watched some of your videos. So how many different horses and ponies do you ride? Um, I have around 15 ponies and one horse, which is Bart, the one that took the big stride out. And how big do you jump these horses and ponies? Because these fences look huge. Well, on my ponies, I'll jump up to 135, which is... Um, some of the qualifiers for like um, Horse of the Year show in Hickstead. <laughs> and then on the horses, um, I'll jump 135 and then second round about 140. Okay, so I'm an event rider and I've competed um, up through the intermediate level. And we jump like a meter 20, meter 25, and that is scary enough for me. So, girl, you are brave. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. So what are some of your uh, goals for the next uh, year and beyond? Well, um, I'm just 128 now, which is the smallest pony you can ride. So I'm just on 138 from 148, which is a big step up, really. And uh, I'm really glad because I've been a lot more consistent on the 148 now and just starting to get a hand of them. And I'd love to maybe win Horse of the Year show in the 148, not just the 138. So I got to tell you, I think some of our listeners are now going, this is, getting back to what Jacqueline said, this is one brave kid. Do you ever get nervous jumping these big jumps, or are you just so used to it now it's like second nature? Um, I never really get nervous. I get more nervous watching other people, really. I just, it just kind of comes naturally. Does your dad get nervous watching you? 
I'm not really sure. He didn't act like He probably though. hides in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> does your dad coach you? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Does that go okay or is that uh, trouble sometimes? Oh no, I really enjoy it. Do you? I also get trained. I also get trained with some other people like Elsie Jake, which she does really well with the ponies as well. She comes abroad to Europe and everything with us as well. So, I what does your typical day look like, Tabitha? So, obviously, you're in school. You're riding a lot of different horses. What does a, a typical day look like for you? Um, so a typical day would obviously go to school, which is really annoying because I don't really like school. Um, and then I'll get home, and then on every other day apart from Monday and Tuesday, I'll ride two or three ponies, which ends up pretty late and it's really dark in the winter. But lucky enough, we have an indoor, which is I'm really lucky to have. And then we have dinner and go to bed and do a little bit of homework because it's just such a busy day. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little Because <laughs> she really doesn't like school. That's a normal horse kid, right? Yeah. Doesn't like school. Do you hope to be a professional rider someday? Oh, I would love that so yeah. much. I really look up to like Holly Smith and John Whitaker. Well, they're, they're good people to look up to, that's for sure. Do you have a favorite horse right now? Is, would you say Bart's your favorite horse? Um, yeah, I would say so. He's had a big rest since uh, um, Europeans and stuff. So, yeah, I really enjoy riding him. And what's his show name, Tabitha? Grenin's Down Soccer Luxor. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Is that like the song, Gognum Style? You know, do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I do they think play that while you jump? Do they play the song while you jump? Which song, sorry? Oh, there's a, I, I was asking if your horse was named after one of the, uh, there was a popular song that came out a few years ago that was Gognum Style. Oh, yeah, I have um, Gangnam Style, which is Claire Lockhead. He went to the Europeans with Nicole Lockhead, and I've got him to sell. Ah, I gotcha. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So different horses. Well, Tabitha, yeah. congratulations on, on all your success so far. We, we are looking forward to following you up through the ranks and uh, someday at the Olympics, uh, just like your dad. Yeah, hopefully. Thank you. No, there's no hopefully. We're, we're believing in you. We think Girl, you can you're do good. it. You got Keep it. Keep it up. You're, you're jumping like that. Look, you jumped a 40-foot jump on, on this one video, and I'll post that. <laughs> I'll post that on our Facebook page for those that haven't seen it. Uh, the, the horse took off a little early, and uh, it, you, I swear you went about 25 feet. Did that one catch you off guard, by the way? Did it catch you off guard? Were you like, oh, my God, I just did that? Um, well, I had a pretty good canter coming up there because it was in a jump off, so I kind of just went with it. I know he's so scurvy. Did you win this class? Because, I mean, that looks like yeah, the winning I, ride. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> you should have if you didn't. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tabitha. We appreciate it. Unfortunately, you have to go back to school now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a bunch. Thank you. 
By the way, you can follow Tabitha. She actually has a Facebook page. We'll post a link to that in our show notes as well. It's Tabitha Kyle Showjumper is where you can follow follow Tabitha. Go watch some of her videos. They are amazing to watch. She's this little bitty thing on this huge horse, and, and her ponies are cute too. So, uh, Jamie, are you back? I'm back. So, uh, what do you think everybody who's been trying to ride forever, and you listen to Tabitha at the age of 12, and you go, oh my God. <laughs> she, I mean, I'm watching her videos, and I'm like, this girl needs to come teach me something. She's impressive, <laughs> right? She's I like want to be her friend. Like, <laughs> but that might be creepy, but I'm like, can I be yeah. your friend? <laughs> can I be your friend? Can I be your friend? You're 12, but like, it's cool. I want to be your friend. Um, no, she's awesome. Uh, that's what I wanted to say too, is that she's just a total, total bad A, you know, she's just awesome. And when her horse jumped that fence, like, I mean, it left out a stride. It was already hauling mail, right? And then it leaves out a stride and jumps a jump and she didn't get unseated a bit. That is the power of the lower leg. I mean, my God, she's awesome. She, she has a good coach too. Three-time Olympian. I think that's a pretty good coach and dad. And her yeah. ponies are real cute. Her ponies are stinking cute. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of ponies, one of the things that you need when you ride is a girth and total yes. saddle feet total saddle fit has the stretch tech shoulder relief girth which we found out before the show jamie somebody has one yeah so the, the shoulder relief relief girth is amazing and i use it on all of my horses but they have now the stretch tech shoulder relief girth and i had some questions about it and jacqueline has one so jacqueline tell us about this stretch tech girth my first thing is is it easy to keep clean it is. So I actually have the one with the neoprene lining. Uh, mm -hmm. So the girth piece is leather, but then it comes with a lining that you can pull off and clean. So you literally just hose it off. It's great. Okay, cool. Cool. So tell us about how it works. So basically, it's a contour girth. So it sits underneath the horse's chest in a more comfortable position. But what's unique about the stretch tech is that um, kind of underneath the chest, there's some elastic. So as the horse breathes and works, it has a little bit of movement. So I use it on a mare who's quite sensitive. And I've noticed a big difference in just, uh, you know, her relaxation in the flat work and in the dressage work. Um, so it's definitely a staple in my tack room. Absolutely. Well, the shoulder relief girth improves saddle fit and horse comfort. The center of the girth sits in your horse, horse's natural girth groove, while the sides are set back to attach to the billets further back and prevent the saddle from being pulled into the shoulders. It even works on saddles that fit well because it simply corrects the physics of how the girth sits on the horse. And it's built with a unique triangular elastic in the center of the girth that expands, is what you're talking about, in proportion to the horse's chest for easier breathing and soft contact contact on the sternum and it uses that interchangeable liner system. So one stretch tech shoulder relief girth can be used with the neoprene that you have the leather or coming soon. They're going to have a wool fleece for easy cleaning and flexibility. You can purchase the liner separately. You can get it at totalsaddlefit.com. That is totalsaddlefit.com. And now we know Jacqueline uses it. So vote for her, vote for the, the girth for sure. Very good. Next up, we haven't had her on in a while. She uh, comes on with us about once a month. Leslie Wiley from Eventing Nation is going to be joining us. I hope she can answer the call because last couple times we tried to call her on Skype, it didn't work. But I know she's on because she just texted. There she is. Hi, Leslie. 
Hello. How are you? I'm great. It's It's been a while. Yeah, the baby's napping. The baby's napping right now, so yeah. yeah. So talk quietly so you don't wake the baby. Free (laughs) woman. How old is the baby now? He's ten months old. He's almost getting into toddler age. (laughs) Jesus. You're gonna have a big like birthday party. What's what's the year yearly birthday party gonna look like? Uh, okay, I'm so excited about this. So, um, so his birthday's on a Monday. Um, we're going to uh, wait until the next Saturday, which is Derby Day, um, and have a Kentucky Derby party. Oh, that's perfect. with like fancy hats and like Derby. What's it called? Derby pie, like mint juleps, duh. And also, I'm going to wait for it probably tranquilize princess and dress her up i mean definitely tranquilize princess i'm like (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to drug my pony and bring her to the birthday party and like dress her up in like racing silks um and like make her give pony rides oh my god i love everything about this so i I, you can agree with me which are you can potentially concur with me that the first birthday party for the child should be a party for the parent because you kept that baby alive for a whole year like it's a celebration yeah hence the menjuleps and the yeah and the horses for me. God, it's really crazy. for me. Fantastic. <laughs> well, I didn't think you were giving that. the mint juleps to the baby. I didn't think that was. It's for the adults. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'd probably be pretty good in the baby bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come up with some sort of sign- signature cocktail for the, for the baby set. So, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I might even like get him like some little, like make him like a little jockey outfit. You know, Oh, you got to do that. Dresses. If you're going to put him on a racehorse. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it is amazing what you can find on Amazon. Let me just tell you. <laughs> well, he's about jockey yeah, size right now, so that'd be fine. Anything would fit. Yeah. For Lucas's first birthday, we had a cowboy, like a horse party as well. And I hired some of my students to give pony rides to the older children that came. And then we had a pit, like a giant baby pool full of beers and everything for the adults. Oh and then God. I got, like, I mean, you just, you, everybody that you know is going to be like, Oh my God, I have to go to a baby, a first birthday party. You got to make it fun for them. And it, it will be. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Now, did you do the smash cake? That's the thing. Apparently the what? The little no. cake. You know, let me tell you why you you make a little cake for them to like smash and eat and be a big mess. And to me, I was like, my child does not need the additional ginormous 10 million grams of sugar. And I got to clean that crap up. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just for Instagram anyway. So yeah. Okay. No smash cake. I didn't do it. Well, we learned earlier in the show that Jamie hasn't looked at her Instagram since about 1990. So, uh, yeah. True. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, we have to talk Instagram. about. Well, I don't... Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we have to talk <laughs> about something a little more serious today because uh, there was some very, very sad news over the weekend. Do you want to tell us about it? We have not talked about it yet. Um, yeah, absolutely. A, a, a tragic weekend at, um, at um, Rocking, Rocking Horse, Horse Horse Trials, which is in. Um, which is in Ocala, um, and, um, a Canadian, uh, eventer, um, uh, Catherine Morell, 
um, died on course, um, as did, and her horse didn't survive uh, either. And just, I think everyone, the whole eventing community, the equestrian community is just, I mean, our hearts go out to you, her and her family and her connections. And um, we're all, I think we're all just, just rattled right now. Um, this is the, um, the eighth rider fatality in the past eight months um, internationally at, at events. Um, Can you give us any of the kind of paint the picture of what actually happened on course? We don't have any details. Um, I know it was at a table, um, the horse fell at the fence. Um, So um, I assume it was a rotational. uh, um, From what I read. That's what I read. Yeah. I read that. Yeah. It was on the intermediate course. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, and I had um, some listeners asking yeah. what a rotational fall was. That's basically where you go head over tea kettle, um, where the horse yeah, comes over on yeah. top of you. Uh, it's the it's mm-hmm. the fall that you know ninety percent of the riders who don't make it. Uh, it's that kind of fall mm-hmm. internationally, yeah, and that's yeah. that's the reason. And Jacqueline's here with us. Do you do you know each other? Yes, Leslie. We met at the bar at the USCA convention. <laughs> Why am I not surprised, by the way? We had a great conversation. <laughs> I was on fire, man. I was on fire at the, the convention. I was like baby free and like, I was just like, I'm getting wasted. <laughs> um, you were well behaved. It was okay. <laughs> Get into your later. But Jacqueline was at all of the safety meetings there, too. And we've talked about it on this show. we got three eventers on the line here right now. We've talked about frangible Mm -hmm. pins. We've talked about making the jumps safer. They're even doing collapsible tables now. All of that's very expensive. Um, Leslie, I'd be interested to know, being that you're with Eventing Nation, Jonathan Holling, who's the brand-new host of the Eventing Radio Show, I might say, um, is came out with a video about raising money so that every cross-country jump from intermediate level on up across this country has frangible pins, has collapsible jumps. Um, What do you guys think of that idea? Can it be done? Can we raise enough money? And we're talking million dollars to get that accomplished. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that he, you know, um, I watched that video last night and, um, and he, you know, it's kind of a, has a, a lofty goal, which is let's make all, there's no reason why all the tables on all jumps at preliminary level and above, um, shouldn't be frangible collapse, you know, collapsible, uh, tables. Um, and he sort of put a timeline on it, uh, I think three years and, and, uh, fundraising goal, um, and, um, you know, I think that that's, um, uh, you know, I think that's, I think it's absolutely doable. And, you know, people ask, uh, like, what do we do? How can we, how do we keep this from happening again? And, um, and this is a, we can all start by, you know, like just d- donating what we can, um, uh, toward the, the USCA's fringeable, um, fund, or it sounds like they're also starting a sort of separate fund from that, um, to you. So, um, yeah, I think it's, 
it's a it's a way for us to put our money where our mouth is, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I heard the baby. Back. I heard baby. <laughs> he just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk quiet enough. He's not napping any longer. <laughs> you, Jacqueline, went to all the safety meetings at the convention at the at the eventing uh, association convention this year. What did what are your what's your takeaways from it? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I think John, who's leading up the USCF uh, task force for safety, has been working really hard, you know, across the country and even globally to make some changes. And I think his video, uh, which Glenn, I'd, you'll probably post, I'll post here, it on our Facebook page, um, you know, as Leslie said, was really to uh -oh. call, um, you know, attention to this. And one thing that I saw at the convention was um, just the innovation that was going around. Uh there, I, I don't remember exactly who did it, but they had developed a new pin that is going to start being tested uh, that has a way to measure that it's consistently working. So what is hard about this is that it is expensive. And so this is what's kind of, I would say, held back. So this was really John's call to action was that we as a group need to come together to raise the funds because there's no reason that these tables shouldn't have the technology that we have. Um, one thing that I came up with, which I will just openly say here on the radio, and I, I sent it to John last night, was maybe as part of like USEF and the eventers, is that as part of our entry fee, a portion of that, like we have a little subline that would go to frangible technology. So, you know, it'd be a nominal amount, five to $10. But if you start running the numbers of the numbers of starters, that could dramatically, you know, help fill that gap. And if you look at the numbers over a three to five year period, you're talking close to a million dollars. So that, you know, by 2025, we could have tables and that technology across the country at all events. So it's something, you know, I've really, I, I witnessed an accident last fall. Um, and so it's something I'm taking up that I really, you know, I'm trying to do my part, right? Like I run a business, I have event horses, I'm, you know, trying to get back to the upper levels, but we need to make it safe and we need to, you know, do whatever we can. It will never be a hundred percent safe, but, uh, the technology is there. So I think we need to rally as a group to raise the money, um, in whatever creative ways we can. And, and the other thing we yeah. come back to, you know, we get back to racing and what's happening there and we get, you know, we take a look at what's happening here. And, you know, she said what eight Leslie in the last eight months or something, mm -hmm. it's a crazy number. Mm -hmm. Um, and mm -hmm. that's drawing attention. And again, we have, you know, not only have we lost lives, but we, you know, we're risking losing the support that we love too, eventually, you know, it's that whole snowball rolling down the hill thing that we've been talking about here for 10 years. And it's starting to roll down a hill. And we have to be aware of that too. We have to make it safer for horses, for riders and for the sport. Yeah, I mean, I hate to think that, uh, you know, where the sport would be in five to 10 years if we don't take action today. Do you agree with that, Leslie, mm -hmm. or is, am I wrong? Ab no, absolutely. And, like, I think that's that's brilliant. Um, that's a really great idea, Jacqueline, about, you know, adding on. Um, like, that would be a, a good way to... Yeah, I mean, let me ask uh, you a quick... Can I ask you a quick question? You know? I mean, you, you've yeah. competed up through Intermediate, correct? Yeah, yeah. So if you, you know, we're entering an event, it's $220, but all of a sudden it goes to 235 And in addition to your USCF drug fee, which I think is like $27, there would be a line item that said, you know, frangible technology. And then that would go mm -hmm. to that fund. And it was 5 to $10. Would that be something you'd be willing to pay? Absolutely. And I think that like, I think I can't think of a person out there who wouldn't 
you know, who wouldn't be willing to, to chip in, you know, um, cause we all want to be part of collectively part of a solution to this. And exactly. So, I think it's, yeah. it's a way for all of us to contribute and to protect the sport mm-hmm. we love. So, you know, I brought that idea forth yeah. last night. We'll see where it goes. Um, but yeah. you know, I think we got to just get creative and, in, in how we, mm-hmm. you know, keep the sport safe. We keep our horses and our riders safe as well. Right. 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 And it's, and it's, um, you know, that's, that would be an ongoing sort of fundraising effort rather than, I think they, I'm sure it's, you know, they get a big bump, uh, after, after an accident, you know, and then people just don't think about, you know, so, um, that's a good point. A Leslie. That like, is a good keep point. The funds coming in. Yeah. That's a really good point because that's what, that is what happens, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it, it, that kind of fundraising doesn't solve a problem in the long term over a long period of time, mm-hmm. because there, it, right. you're always going to have people wanting to build new courses, to add to courses, things like that. So it's a constant battle. And and the people who are doing most of these shows can't afford on their own with no increase of any kind to put these jumps in. They are expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about $1,000 yeah. um, when you start talking about the, mm-hmm. the MIMS technology. Um, the kit, I think, is around 250 but then you kind of have to rebuild the table. So if you start thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. all the courses we have, it gets expensive quickly. But I think if we mm-hmm. can all contribute in a nominal way, as well as more ongoing fundraising efforts, it's something that we could tackle mm-hmm. as a group over the next few years. Mm-hmm. Good idea. You heard it here first, Jacqueline. Jacqueline's yeah, sorry, plan. I didn't tell anyone that. But uh, now it's- <laughs> Leslie, when you write that up for Eventing Nation later today, call it Jacqueline's plan. I can uh, send you yeah. the Excel doc that I did. <laughs> She'll send you the numbers. That would be amazing. I'll, I'll send you an email after the show. Please. Um, yeah, please do. Please do. And Leslie is going to hang around with us after the show for our post show for the auditors. We're just going to chat. I don't even know what we're talking about, but Jacqueline's here. Leslie's here. We're going to have some fun. Uh, but we, you know, I don't want to end that way. And we do give our best to the Canadian writer and her family uh, and, and all the connections involved there. Um, Jamie, can you take us out on a happy story? Well, I'll start with one happy story and then I'll just finish up with another because I have two happy stories. And the first happy story, a billion people sent this to me. And that is that Mike Smith has been given a nine day whip ban (laughs) because he uses whip too damn much. If you ever watch Mike Smith's race, he beats the ever living bejesus out of the horses coming down the stretch. And you know what? Guess what? He was in a country where it's not legal. They don't, you can only hit them 10 times and only in the, like, while the horse is actually in relation to the stride and he struck midnight Bisu 14 times above the maximum of 10 allowed under Saudi Arabia's rules. This is rules, not exactly what we had in mind for happy stories. <laughs> for striking her without regard to her stride. And he got two extra days because he didn't weigh in after one of the races. So suck it, Mike Smith. You're sitting out for a little while. Well, tell Enjoy us how you really feel. Everybody. <laughs> okay. The next happy story. <laughs> <laughs> is and this is really good in California there's a large homeless population and a lot of the homeless have pets well there's a guy named Kwani Stewart and he decided to become a veterinarian and he was a vet at like a local California uh, veterinary clinic and then the uh, 
in 2007, the re- recession hit and he saw a lot of people that were having a hard time taking care of their animals. So he decided he needed to do more for the animals that had been tossed to the sidelines due to financial crisis. And he it lives in Modesto, California. And he said he got hit especially hard. There was a lot of job loss and home loss and people were just dumping their pets in shelters. And you know what he decided to do? He was going to do something because by God, you find a need, you're going to do something. You know what he does now? He walks the streets and he helps homeless people and gives veterinary treatment to their animals and medication for absolutely free. He does not charge anybody. He is a veterinarian walking around town, spends a couple of days a week walking around town to help homeless populations with their animals. There's actually a GoFundMe that people help support. But for the most part, on weekends, he just spends the hours walking around Skid Row in L.A. and uh, downtown San Diego in search of homeless pet owners who need help. And so far, he's treated over 400 animals that he has helped. And uh, it's just fantastic. And he's just my hero. And I love him. So there's your happy story. Thank you. And Leslie, you're a bit of a runner, right? And Mike Smith is currently (laughs) sitting out of suspension. You're a bit of a runner, right, Leslie? They should spank spank, uh, jockeys. Be like, (laughs) you get 14 spanks. (laughs) You're done. You get as many as you did the horse. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. With, the, with their bat. With their we'll call that Leslie's too. plan. We have Jacqueline's Take plan today. Both of them will be posted on Eventing Nation later today. <laughs> hey. Off, lay down. hey, Leslie, before we say goodbye, um, and do, you hold on because you're joining us after, but uh, you're a bit of a runner, right? Okay. Didn't you used to do 5Ks, 10Ks, or whatever? Marathons. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. There, there's somebody you can you can model your life after now. Her name is Molly Seidel. She's a coffee shop worker. She works in a coffee shop in Boston. And she ran a half marathon and ran so fast that she actually qualified for the Olympic team trial in Atlanta. And she went over the weekend. Now, she is not a professional runner of any kind. She went over the weekend, came in second, and has qualified for the U.S. Olympic team in her first marathon she's ever run. And she works in a coffee shop? (laughs) It was her first marathon she'd ever run. She'd only ever done a half marathon before. She got $65,000 second place and gets to go to Tokyo. Wow. She she works in a coffee shop. Yes. Is that what you said? She works in a... I want some of that coffee. Where do I get it? I've had two heroes on today's show. (laughs) Yeah. Two inspirational people to be better person. That's right. That's right. Good old Molly out there running and comes in second. Set an incredible time, apparently, and everybody was shocked, including her. There are pictures of her at the finish line with her parents, and everybody's just shocked. And she really didn't even realize that she had gotten on the team uh, until they told her. And she, obviously that, you know, it's her first marathon. As she's running, That's and you know wild. how they hand out like, the cups of water and you like throw it in your mouth and yeah. her face. Or her family like oh, hand out cups of coffee. Oh! <laughs> Straight espresso. <laughs> Genius. All right, that's Genius. it for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Jacqueline, for joining yeah, us in studio. Yeah, this was so fun. And thank you, Leslie, for stopping by. I know it's not always easy with the kiddo to join us on the air, but we appreciate when you still visit us and, you know, grace us with your presence. I love it. Hey, your baby does not it. screamed once on the air, and I'm disappointed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're... I mean, <laughs> knock on wood. The hell. <laughs> what are you doing that's better than what I did? <laughs> Tomorrow we have just, joining I us. Just, actually, I just like put them in the closet. So, <laughs> like, you know. That's that's how you we mother as horse people. You can't hear him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Stacey Westfall's here tomorrow talking all things horse. Uh, Jamie's back on Wednesday. Thursday, we have the driving episode with Wendy. And then Friday, we're bringing you a best of because I'm at PodFest doing my thing. And Jamie is out doing her thing at Monty Roberts Place. So uh, we have a full week planned for you this week. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, you can hear all of our shows, horseradionetwork.com. That's where you go to find them all. Thanks, everybody. Spay Neuter Guild. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, post-show auditor time. That was a good show, guys. I just say Jacqueline can be my co-host anytime. anytime. You were great at that interview. Oh, thank you. you I will gladly right do this. This was so yeah. fun. You jumped right in in that interview, and she was hard to hear. She, you know, she was I think, hard to hear. Yeah, it, we'll bump that up in post-production, but uh, she'll be fine. I cranked her way up, and what I was afraid of is that Jamie would come in and say something, and she would have blown our ears out because I had her so cranked up. Yeah, <laughs> type typing to me, don't say anything, don't talk. Because I knew oh you'd God, blow our ears out. the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. So anyway, what do you guys want to talk about? Leslie, what what is going on with you, girl? I mean, I'm just kind of in the baby hole. Um, um, She's under house arrest. Know, think, That's what your first year I'm is. Under house baby. arrest. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe in 2021, princess, you and me, start together again. But, are you into riding at all? <laughs> Uh, no, I really haven't. Um, uh, I, I go out to the barn when I, you know, when I can and like, a, like make, make her give, um, the baby a pony ride around like the up and down the barn aisle. But wait, <laughs> Leslie, about breeding yeah. so when we were at, <laughs> when we were at the convention, you were telling me about your pregnancy story and the whole princess thing. <laughs> so maybe this is an opportunity to get princess pregnant this year so that next year you guys, you know. You have a baby, and 2021 can be your year. I think I think it's time. Yeah. It's a good time. Maybe so. I mean, it is time. It's time. Maybe, yeah, maybe I, do, I need a little baby. I need a baby. I need a baby for my baby. I might get my fair just... pregnant, so we could have pregnant ponies together. That'd be so fun. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to get pregnant. I oh, had said I haven't heard that. Okay, wait. My <laughs> husband is texting me right now that he is listening. Oh, he is? Because <laughs> I texted him a picture of me, and he's like, you sound great, babe. Do not let him hear this. He wants to have babies tomorrow. I'm like waiting as long as possible. <laughs> you mean we didn't sell it on the whole house arrest? Can't do anything. Yeah. Can't ride. No, Leslie him. and uh, Frankie. I don't know if you guys, she's an event writer. She yeah. was like fourth Frankie at Lim- yeah. yeah. So her and Leslie were telling me their baby stories. And I was like, this is not inspiring. Like, I don't know if I can get on this bandwagon. You notice Jamie only ever had one. So there's... She, I, I think I can do one. I think I'll do one. And then we are talking about maybe adopting. So I don't know. We'll see. But then Jamie's story on that. Yeah, just, her, I'm like, oh, God. story's a nightmare. That was worse than the having mm-hmm. the baby. I'm hoping mm-hmm. I have twins. And then it just gets done at once. That's my goal. Yeah. Does he want to have, yeah. have one? just have one. It's okay to have he, one. 
Yeah, I think, you know, I'm one of eight. So, oh, wow. What, yeah. Where are you in the mix? So I'm the oldest and the only girl of my blood siblings. Oh, wow. I have four, two full brothers, two half brothers. And then my mom is remarried and my stepdad. So I have two stepbrothers and a stepsister. And I, there's one older stepbrother. Now, were you beating them up or were they beating you up? All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when your parents, your mom remarried somebody with children? I was in high school. I was 16. So my parents split up when I... Okay, this is great. This is a horse story. So we can talk about this. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was 10 years old and we were in Ocala uh, and we went to Applegate Farm. I don't yeah, even know yeah. if it still exists. Uh, but my, you know, my parents took us on spring break and we went to a big thoroughbred auction. My father, love him dearly, uh, purchased a racehorse at the auction. Her name was Clear Joy. She was a beautiful bay thoroughbred mare. I think she was uh, two or three. Anyway, we got home from that trip. And like a week later, my parents sat us down and they're like, we're getting a divorce. I'm like, it's because we bought the horse at the horse auction. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, that's what I say. My dad's midlife crisis, buying the racehorse and then the divorce. So they uh, they separated when I was 10. And then the divorce took forever. Um, and... I think so about four or five years later, my parents both were dating. My dad um, remarried and had two kids with uh, my mom, my now stepmom. And then my mom met a guy at church that she like stalked, legit stalked. And uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> they both got remarried within three weeks of each other my junior year of high school. And mm. my stepdad had... Um, like custody, mostly custody of his kids. So we all lived together. So there were six of us. It was like the Brady Bunch. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. See, like my dad didn't remarry his current wife until I was like in my 30s, like 36 or 37. And I think she has kids, but I'm like, hell to the no, I'm not calling them my brothers. Oh, no. My parents were very adamant that... Uh, I won't we, call her my stepmom either. I call her my father's wife, as you notice. Yeah, no, we, we have to refer to them as, like, siblings, which it's, it's you know, as we've all gotten older, it's been a lot of fun. Um, right after they got married, my parents rented, like, one of those big white church fans. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? That yes. has, like, 12 uh, rows. Yes. So they <laughs> shoved, literally, this is a true story, shoved us in the van, put all the luggage in the first row right behind them and then made us all get in the back. And they're like, we're having a family bonding trip. So <laughs> Those we, always go well. It did <laughs> not. It did not go well. So we drove from Chicago to West Virginia and we went whitewater rafting on the gully. So Were you, you know, trying to drown each other? We got yelled at by the guide. <laughs> she literally stopped. So we like went down the rapid. You know, you're supposed to work together as a team. The lady stopped and screamed at us and was like, someone's going to die. If you don't all work together, this is dangerous. You guys need to be a team. Literally. And then, so anyway, my parents, like, I remember we went back to the hotel and my mom, like, sat out on the front porch with a bottle of wine and she's like, I will not let you kids ruin this marriage. <laughs> so fast forward, um, we are all happily one big family. I got married uh, last, uh, no, only two years in August. Uh, so about a year and a half ago. And we were all there. Everyone was in the wedding. It's like, you know, one good story. But we could have definitely had like a reality it's TV a great show. Story. 
Yeah, that's a great story. <laughs> I stalked this man for 10 years and you are we, not going to ruin this. I we would drive, this my mom would drive by his house. She like asked people who he was. She really was stalking him. Oh, I swear to God. She's like, there's this nice man I'm at church. I'm glad this is auditor only recording. Yeah. She'll never hear this. <laughs> I figured every, whoever wants to know my life story, I'm an open book. But so she like literally would like drive by his house. My best friend went up to him at like, you know, the communion line. And she was like, oh, excuse me. Uh, what's your name? <laughs> and then my mom looked him up, and oh yeah, it's it's wild. But Mark is great. way better than my parents separated. My mom started sleeping with my farrier. Your story is way better. <laughs> I mean, Which, I got that way, side on the dad side. Goddamn farrier. Hey, yeah, uh, how's Tom doing with the whole kid thing? How's Tommy doing? Oh, he's great. He's uh, yeah, he's like a super dad. He yeah, lo- he loves it. He's- yeah, he's yeah. Is Leslie, he would, you, would you have more another one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there was a hesitation there. <laughs> no, okay. uh, like like I okay. tell people, I'm um, like my child is the golden child, and he gets whatever. And mm. when we've we've kind of had to come to the thing with him. Like, bud, here's the deal: if you you get something it's yours you don't have to share it with any siblings it is all yours mm-hmm. and it'd be like you're right uh, i don't want a brother because a then i'd argument. have to give him half my stuff That's I totally and, he, and he has friends because yeah. he has well, like your cousins there and stuff right jamie like chad he, he has lots of friends and and but he's very friendly i mean you know the thing about an only child it, when they're raised with two adult parents as long as the adult parents talk to them like a normal human they're all of a sudden like way mm-hmm. further along than people with, you know, lots of kids because they, they communicate mm-hmm. like a normal human. And so mm-hmm. he, he mm-hmm. does really well with friends. He's like, hi, what's your name? You want to be my friend? Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's go play. <laughs> like that's yeah. him. Yeah. Well, Thomas, he's just such a sweet little, like joyful, nice, easy baby. And I'm just like, I like dodged a bullet, but for sure. Yeah, why do you want to ruin that with another one? The spawn of Satan, you know? Like, so, like, I don't know how I got lucky this time, but. Lucas takes karate, (laughs) right? Yeah. So Lucas takes karate. And and this is the whole only child thing. The karate instructor was like, you know, the only problem with Lucas is he's just not tough enough. He's too nice. He's too nice. And I was like, only child syndrome, man. He's just, you know, like, he's kind of marches to his own beat. And he was like, Obviously, you need to have more kids. Like, why wouldn't you just have more kids? And I was like, oh, that shit. Yeah, I grew up with three brothers. You don't, you're not so nice after a while. No. <laughs> just beat the crap and, out and of I each other. Nice is good. Yeah. Like, babies. I go, don't, don't you know how old I am? I can't have more babies. And he's like, what are you, 30? And I was like, oh, my God, I love you so much. <laughs> to take my child's rights away. <laughs> and then I told him, oh, I was like, I'm 42. And he was like, you're that old? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jojo was the same way. Jemmy's kid went to karate or taekwondo or whatever it was. And I went and watched the one night when I was there and he, he just didn't, he didn't even hit the bag hard. It's like, he's got to toughen up. So if he plays football, he's like running the other direction. Yes. The kids are coming. Yes, yes. He's the kicker. <laughs> Only child or kicker. I don't think Lucas is going to be playing football either. I don't think that's on his list. Well, this has been fun. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks, Leslie. It's so good to hear your voice again. Tell your hubby I said hi, okay? Final parting advice. What's the best thing about having a kid and the worst thing about having a kid since we're talking to Jacqueline? 
and her husband's listening. <laughs> Is he still listening? No, no, oh, okay. but you're going to okay. play it for no. him. So no, I, I'm not, I am definitely not playing I'll this. send it to him. <laughs> I just gave my That's whole life story to people. <laughs> I mean, the best thing is like you feel like you've got like you've got like this little buddy, you know, like he's and and it's fun to see him like change and grow and like grow into his little personality and yeah, you just got like a little fun buddy, like fun sized human that you get to like take around with you and have adventures with. <laughs> I completely but, uh, concur with that. Okay, let's see if I disagree with that <laughs> second one, but I totally agree. You have this little like buddy that like. You get to take her on. And by the way, they love you more than anybody in the entire world. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And they like laugh at you and you're like, I am funny, aren't I? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Until they get to be like 13 and then you're not funny anymore. <laughs> For now, we're hilarious. Shut up, Glenn. What's the worst part? <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, Thanks, just, Leslie. I mean, like... No, no, no. Let her say the worst part. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The worst part. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I like to, like, naturally, my natural state of being is just like doing whatever I want any all the time. And just really cut into that way of my life. <laughs> You'll get it back. You'll get it back. Like, what? You mean I can't just like... You can't drink at 10 in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can't yet, but... <laughs> Okay, I concur on the second one. Yeah, you're all of a sudden limited to what you can pack and what you can take and whether they'll like it or not, whether they're going to be fussy or not. Can we go to dinner? Can we do this? Can we do that? Yeah. And can we go away for the weekend? I don't know. Can we take the kid? Is that kid friendly? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Trying not to get like let something die all the time is pretty stressful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. So, uh, Leslie, <laughs> in this segment for the auditors only, uh, we, and actually Jacqueline hasn't heard it yet because she's not smart enough to figure out how to put her on her phone, but we'll help her with that. Um, so we always sing out, or actually Jamie always sings out the day with the song relevant to what we talked about in the post show. So you got a baby song there, <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Let me uh, hold on. Does anybody have any suggestions? Oh, oh I got the perfect baby song. All right. <laughs> and everybody has to join in. Are oh, you God. ready? I hope this isn't what I think okay. it is. You will you know it. Baby shark. Do, nope. Do, 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 Not participating. Baby shark. Baby shark. Mama, I really like Jamie, but I don't anymore. <laughs> I told you. I put up with her every day. Mommy shark. Do, 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 do. Mommy shark. Daddy shark. Do, 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 do. Daddy. Like holding the phone away from my head. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> Grandpa shark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> 